This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half-time, but I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe, the perfect place for a pre-match pint. And a very warm welcome to the Wednesday Week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm Lord Hillsborough, and with me online, first of all, we have Mr. Fudge. Fudge, how are you Sheffield? Yeah, Fudge is back in town. What are you saying? Old tight ass knee. Do the kids still say that? I, I, I honestly don't know. We had uh, some um, young ladies on uh, on Facebook this week having a conversation on one of our posts. I did not have a clue what they were saying. I absolutely... <laughs> What was it? Was it Peng or something? I don't really know. Peng. Nobody, nobody, listen, Lord H, nobody said Peng since 2005. Tell them to keep up, bloody <laughs> youth people and their youth. How dare they? I knew all the words they were saying, just not in that particular order. It was fantastic. Um, also on the line, Victoria, my darling, how the chuff are you? Give me a minute. <coughs> I'm just eating my Slimmyville chocolate bar. <laughs> I forgot there's only three in a zone. Is Ooh. that how they do it? Is that how they do it? Do they? Is that how they make you slim? They just make you choke, and you think I'm not eating one of them again. And then that's Hi, that you're right. <laughs> right then, uh, let's get this bit over and over, shall we, uh, boys and girls? Um, first things first, the, the Fulham game. Now, to be honest, uh, I mean Fulham have been a brilliant side most of the season, haven't they? Um, and I wasn't really expecting much from this one. But although I think it's clear that we were beaten by a better team, has been um, roundly suggested on the, uh, the various forums, etc, etc. I think we didn't play too badly against Fulham. Would you agree? Oh yeah, de- definitely. 100%. I think um, I think Fulham was one of our better performances, especially at home as well. You know, but it was only, I say only, it was three three months prior that we got spanked by uh, Burton 3-0 on the same turf. So, you know, Fulham, Fulham have had a great season and they're having, they're having a good time and they'll be there and thereabouts when the, when the season ends unless they F it up like they normally when it comes to the finishing strokes of the uh, of the football season. But, <laughs> you know, I, I, 
one nil in our own gaff. If it had been last season, I'd have been bitter about it. Given the way this season's panned out and the uh, and the injuries and the and the you know the lack of this and all that and everything that's off, it's it's a fairly respectable result. I mean, all right, we're going to get nothing out of it apart from pride. But it's all right. We could probably take some of the pride we gained into the next into the next game at QPR. What do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, it went it went bad, were it? It it was just I wasn't too fussed. I think I haven't got my hopes up. I think a lot of people did after the couple of wins and you know absolutely smashing it. Um, but I haven't got my hopes up. I was just like, well, it's Wednesday, isn't it? It's, it's all going to come wrong at some point. We've had our two wins that season. That's it. We've scored our goals. And that's it. I'm not bothered, to be honest. <laughs> no, I, 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 I we're see, all right. see how bothered you are when we come to the next game, Victoria. Um, but no, I mean, following what you said, they've been doing brilliant. That was their, their 19th um, uh, match unbeaten um, uh, in a row. So, and Sessignon is just, it's just different. Yeah, I was just going to mention him, though. How good, and I know a lot of people slate him, and Dan Fudge, you're probably going to jump on me here. <laughs> Please do. Um, well, um, However, I think Jack Hunt really marked him well that game. I know, obviously, it was Jack Hunt wasn't exactly in the right place at the right time when it came to the goal. Um, but the rest of it, it was as if he'd been told to man-mark him to the to the like umpteenth minute. And he was constantly looking over his shoulder. He looked frightened of him, but not in a... Not in a way that gave him too much respect as well. I think he, he just marked him and he did his job. And I think he did really well, actually, Jack Hunt, that game. Yeah, I'm not going to jump down your throat on that one because... Uh... We'll get onto it in a bit, but we definitely missed him, you know, three days later. But uh, but yeah, you know, he's a, he's a quality player, and to keep an eye on him like Hunty did, fair play to him. And uh, Dave was a bit shit, wasn't he? Let's be honest. Joe was more shit. Dave was a bit shit. Dave was just a bit slow. I think he's just tired. He's just tired. He's had a lot. He's tired of... from carrying everybody on his shoulders. Exactly. He's just he's had a busy couple of weeks. It's been a busy time. And he just he needed a bit of a break, and I don't think Jow was up to much either, to be honest. I don't think and Reach was appalling. I mean, it was just you know, well, I say appalling. He went to put, you know, it was. I've seen a lot worse this season. Um, you know, like a couple of years ago, we were saying, oh, remember 1991? I'm saying, remember September? It were it were bloody awful. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just let's just be grateful it were only one nil. To be fair, I mean, they, they are essentially cheap. With Mitrovic on the top there, like he is. Yeah, he was a bit. I wouldn't argue with him though. Would you? He looks like he'd come round and smash your windows in, no questions asked. <laughs> and it was that referee, wasn't it? I forgot to mention it was that referee. It was standing in front of Mirror doing his offside signs. <laughs> he's like, he's built like a brick shit house, but he knows it and he wears that pink shirt so tight, but it's just not attractive, like Dan Fudge. You're a fine figure of a man, but you're modest with it. You know, you don't feel the need to dance around like he does. It was just all a bit much, wasn't it? But he did, in fairness to the referee, I think, because he's a Premier League referee, isn't he, that guy, I think? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. He's a Premier League referee. He could have quite easily given quite a lot in the first half, and he held off for quite some time of giving anything, really. He let the game kind of flow, and then it was probably the last 15 minutes he really, really lost it completely. Um and the linesmen were crap, but they always are, aren't they? Job description in that. <laughs> but no, I, I, that, I was my. I, I know it wasn't a great game for us to watch from from our side, but it, it was nice to see some some really nice actual football uh, played by Fulham, and, and they say a, a, a staunch performance from the Wednesday defence. 
And then QPR happened, didn't it? Shall we just skip over this one? Sorry, what happened? Stop. I've got a feeling that Fudge has got this all pent up and we're about to let Fudgy X. Yeah, I tried to watch it on on a um, uh, in my head, not online, and it didn't work, so I didn't have to watch it. So Fudge, you were there, you lived it, you breathed it, go. I actually felt sorry. I felt embarrassed that I was working in London that day and only spent 20 minutes on the train. I, I actually felt bad that I didn't have to get on the, the train or the coach. However, these people went back to Sheffield like they did on Tuesday. I have never been so embarrassed in my damn life. So when we were all pissed up in the pub about two weeks ago, I mentioned to the chaps that, it, lads, it's QPR away. I'm already in London. Um, I'll get the tickets. You'll come up on a train. We'll, um, we'll have some swills. And then we'll, uh, we'll go to the game. We'll make a night of it. So I took some of my friends up that I live with down in Southampton. One's an Arsenal fan. One's a Saints fan. And, uh, and you know, they, they, they were interested to see what, you know, crap football's like. And quite, I was, I, I've never been so embarrassed in my damn life. Like, you know what I mean? Here's, I, I mean, I, there is a, a great opportunity for me to fly my flag as probably the only Sheffield Wednesday fan in Southampton. Do you know what I mean? So to... To show off and go, these are my people. Do you know what I mean? The, the first thing I was embarrassed about was the amount of people on the steps on the way up who had to stop for a breather. And I'm not talking <laughs> old fellows. Do you know what I mean? That, and then that got started. And then the, when we were stood at the... Bear in mind, and there were a couple of Cockneys. Uh, well, you know, a couple of, couple of Southerners. And um, and when we were stood at the bar waiting to get served, somebody literally, and I swear to God, went, what does that mean? That's got no ale. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. So all of a sudden, to these two guys, you know, all the all the all the stereotypes are true. So um, so it gets worse. So <laughs> so we, we stood there. We had a we had a beer. We found found a seat. Found somewhere else to stand because you packed in like sardines. There, it's, it's it's tight. And then my life just went to shit. <laughs> I've never seen it like it. So after ten minutes, we've had two huge fullback and goalkeeper errors and we're 2-0 down after 10 minutes I, I just had my hand on I didn't I couldn't understand that this was happening now I, I, I love that we're giving youth a chance and I, and I think that uh, Joss has had his um, had his hand forced when it comes to uh, playing the youngsters in, in some respects but John Thornley is not ready for that level of football I'm afraid he, 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 he got into the game as it, as it went on but he, God, he was like Bambi on ice the first the first 10, 15 minutes. He didn't know where he was. And Wildsmith, Christ, it's like he, it was like we'd just turn around to somebody in the crowd and gone, hey, kid, do you want to put some gloves on and get it sticks? <laughs> I did not see any evidence of that player that we've been waxing lyrical about for the last six months. Do you know what I mean? That was He, he hung on to his near post too much. So I, I asked my mate, so, you know, as, as I was uh, inebriated on the way back and said, look, you know, what, what was the issues? What went wrong? Well, I wish I'd not bloody bothered. So, <laughs> so no, mate, Chris is going. You weren't closing down. You didn't pick him up. Your goalkeeper didn't know what day we were. Never, mate. Dan's going. Well, you ne- you didn't win this. You were, you, didn't, you didn't get any triangles going. You couldn't pass forward. You weren't decisive enough. What was that formation you were playing? So, well, you know what I mean. I wish I, I genuinely wish I'd not asked. So we started with a, a four-three-three, and we had um, Zhao on the right and Nando on the left, and Big Dave in the middle. That was that. That was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Uh, Zhao is not a winger. He is an out-and-out striker. He is not an attacking midfielder. He's an out-and-out striker. He's not even an FR for those people who played old-school <laughs> champ manager back in 94. He is an SC. He is a striker. That's what he does. That's what he's there to do. 
Um, Big Dave trying to play these little intricate passes in between him and Nando just gave me Ebola. Um, you know, they 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 don't play the same game, so there was nothing happening. What actually settled it for us was Matthias coming on and his go- us going to a four four two. We knew what we were doing then. We knew where we were. We knew where we stood. We knew. I, I mean, Dave Jones didn't have the worst game I've ever seen uh, for him. Pelopesi had flashes, but you know, he's he's one of the most average footballers I've ever seen this year. If he went to shit, if I'm honest, and and I've seen Butterfield play, um, but. <laughs> The defence weren't, weren't quick enough. Nobody was chasing back. Nobody was pushing forward. It was. It, I swear to God, this is, and and this is a phrase that gets used so many times when you're talking about football. But is it I shit mean, kicker? It's shit kicker football. It's not. But this this phrase is something that I can't I can't think of any other word to describe it. And, you know, my mate Chris and Dan they said it exactly the same. They went. It was like watching Sunday morning football. Because as soon as you went 3-0 down, it was hoof it up to the big lad and see if he can get a nod on it. And and literally, two days before, I was playing Sunday morning football and I'm six foot bloody three and I got it hoofed to me and got my head kicked in for 90 minutes because we conceded early in the first... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We were literally playing Sunday morning football. It was embarrassing. It was straight-up embarrassing. I, I've not had the pleasure of... Um... Dan Pudger's company at an away game. Uh, Pleasure. Um, Pleasure. <laughs> I believe you have. Bloody hell. Like you said, like the man's a man mountain. He's six foot old. <laughs> like, he's, he's, a, he's a handsome chap, our fudge. And we once... Uh, do you mind if I talk about Wolves Away? By all means. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we once went to Wolves Away and uh, Dan Fudge had a ticket somewhere else in the ground and came and stood with us in the second half. Um, there, there already wasn't enough room. And then with Dan Fudge there, there was even less room. <laughs> And I honestly came home covered in bruises and not in a nice way. Like, because I ended up, because I'm little and Fudge could see over my head, I ended up, like, in front of Fudge. But instead of it being like a, like a romantic snuggle situation, I just got, like, punched in the back every time we messed up. Like, honestly, I came home like a cripple. I couldn't walk. Like, and no, like I said, if someone had asked me, I said, oh, yeah, could have done Fudge. Oh, yeah. But no, it was horrible. He was he was horrible. It, and at one point, he like lifted his arm up and he got some sort of thing on his sleeve and it caught my hair. And then it just it all went wrong that day. Um, yeah, and I only went because of James for Wolves away, and Dan Fudge beat me up. So there you go. Is Dan Fudge not a considerable man from behind, Victoria? No, he's not. Dan Fudge is rough from behind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I mean the the, the, the QPR game it, it it wasn't great. To be honest, after the first fifteen minutes, I didn't think we played terribly badly. Um, I, I think if had it been a different situation, I think the two goals that we did score eventually uh, would have been lauded quite well, especially the Pessy goal. It was uh, nice to see. Yeah, I, I must admit I was a little bit disappointed when they were sort of jogging away, and um, obviously we wouldn't expect him to like go mad and celebrate, but he did his little heart sign at about the, the halfway line when he realised that he should really do it, and oh, yeah. it bro- broke my heart. But I think at that point, that's kind of, you see it a lot in football, in that, you know, the crowd went wild, like I heard it back on the telly and stuff, the crowd went wild anyway, just because they got to see a Fessy goal, and a Wednesday goal at that, um, <laughs> so people were quite excited. But I think sometimes his head was so in the game. If he'd have run off celebrating and ripped his shirt off and everything, everyone would have been pissed off saying, you're wasting time, you're going to get booked. He didn't. He just wanted to get back, take the next kickoff and see what happened. And that's what they did. So I think, yeah, 
you know, but like you said, you know, two goals out of it, it's not it's not too bad and it almost felt a little bit excited. Not so exciting that I cared. Um <laughs> but I, I carried on listening, if that helps. Uh, yeah. I, I, I honestly thought towards the end we were I mean we were knocking on the door we had some some uh, some cracking shots saved I, I didn't think Matthias played too badly when he came in sorry Matthias I keep getting in trouble for not pronouncing the names properly which I'm never going to do let's face it um, but I, I, I was I, I was enjoying the last sort of 10-15 minutes I, I thought we might just do it but had one of those goals when it might have been a different story whether you're celebrating a birthday a wedding or anniversary Maybe you passed your driving test, or you've landed a new job. Well, whatever your reason for a party, the Riverside Cafe is the perfect location on Catchbar Lane overlooking Hillsborough Stadium. To inquire about hiring us for your function, call 07989 856 054 or 0114 uh, right then, ladies and gentlemen, so let's crack on with some, some Wednesday news, shall we? Uh, first thing I'd just like to quickly go over, if you like, is the, the, the players on, on social media seem uh, a little bit more free, shall we say, um, since since we've had a change in manager. We've had a few little bits and bobs, obviously the, the sort of general nonsense that we get over there on Instagram from the players, which is hilarious. Um, the, the, the banter that, that Bully and Bannon was having when banter... Uh, <laughs> That was brilliant. That just a, a big Scottish fight. Uh, <laughs> just threatened to floor him. <laughs> I'd love to see it. I'd pay money to watch that. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, we had the um, uh, the Kieran Westwood situation where he uh, responded to um, a criticism by by Laura. Um, uh, the, yes, I can explain the offside rule lady. Who uh, I must admit. Oh, is that what it stands for? Do you know? I've never. Went, I thought, why is she called Weissator? Like, is that like a dinosaur, or is it like, you know, like them dinosaurs, what are they called? Uh, oh, I know I'm thinking of a minotaur. <laughs> it's close. It's close. But, you know what I mean? I've never known what it... Oh, yes, I can explain the offside rule. Oh, my God, that finally makes sense. I've followed it for years. Absolutely. Uh, before we do, Karen, I had the utmost respect for, 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 for Laura, and again, I've read her stuff for a long, 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 I even tried to get her on the podcast, but uh, she wouldn't come, and then no. disappeared onto another podcast. Um, but, nevertheless, uh, Laura mentioned that uh, she... Didn't you end up with me instead? We ended up with you instead, yeah. <laughs> awesome. we, we wanted the token bird, and we ended up with you, Victoria, my darling. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yes, I mean, it's it's one of the things that, on social media that, that you, you put out what you think, and, and it is very rare that a player responds, and, and this is kind of what I mean by this whole social media the players and things that make they seem a little bit more free on social media. And yeah. I mean, first of all, do you think that's a good thing, Vic? That um... I think it's a good thing that they can be free. I bet uh, old Trevor Braithwaite's pulling his hair out and worrying. Um, <laughs> as long as no one does a Gary Medina feeds the speedo, uh, feeds films their speedo at 100 knob mile an hour. Um, but I do think I think with what happened with Laura, you know, I. I, like you said, I've got utmost respect for her. I think she's brilliant. She's a great writer. She's lovely, lovely girl. Um, and I think the fact that she hadn't tagged Westwood in the story, in the tweet, she hadn't done anything that, like, tagged him in it. He'd obviously been alerted to it or seen it, and I think he just flipped. And I think someone of Kieran Westwood's age and professionalism and stature and amount of followers should have known that really it would lead to quite a lot of abuse doing what he did. 
um, which I think Laura just got. Although I found out a new word through that, which I'm sure is one of Fudge's regular vocabs, but split arse. Someone called her a split arse. And I asked my dad what it meant. Oh. Um, and he told me to Google it, and I did. And I'm really gutted that I asked my dad what it meant now. <laughs> Um, interesting conversation with Mr. Yeah, yeah, I still don't really get it. I mean, it just doesn't really make sense, but still. Um, but yeah, she. I think the fact is, if it had been a bloke, it would have been offered out and people would have kicked off and said, oh, I'll eat you or whatever. The fact that it was a woman, people used it as a get back in the kitchen, you split arse, whatever, um, you're only looking at his legs and all that. And it just got a little bit daft really um and i think westwood should have probably thought about that before he did it you know he's the dad of a daughter himself so i've seen on the pitch he's married you know i think putting a somebody out there any fan out there is a bit risky and i think she there was no other way that was going to go there was no way apart from her getting bombarded with abuse there was absolutely no other option there um, so I really think you should have thought twice about that. However, I am happy that they're all a bit freer on the social medias. I think it's great. I love uh, Fernando Forestieri and the Kitman. Um, <laughs> uh, the Bootman, sorry, John. Not the Kitman, Ash, sorry. Uh, the Bootman, John. I love all that. I think it's great. And I think it shows, like, Nando's obviously very embedded in the club. You know, Zhao and Nuhi were always together. Barry Bannon uploaded a really good video on his birthday of Stephen Fletcher's wife who'd baked him a birthday cake. And stuff like that makes you go, oh. That's, you know, we're getting back to what we talked about before about, you know, the Cardiff team and all the players being friends and not just colleagues. And we're getting back to that and we're seeing it a lot more. Um, but I do think that sometimes I think there should be a bit of judgment there. You know, I I get called God knows what on every day on Twitter um, through our account or as soon as the podcast goes out I just turn off my notifications because I know I'm going to get messages telling me that I'm a stupid woman and I shouldn't be t- shouldn't be talking about football etc um, but I think for a player to highlight it yeah what she said was wrong but actually it wasn't that wrong he has been injury prone this season there's no two ways about it as have most of the squad but I just think it wasn't wasn't the right medium to do it sorry I think it, it's difficult with Twitter because you've got you know such a an open forum for everybody and only so many characters. Now, I'd have liked to have seen that have a really good debate. But what you'll get is such extremities of people. You know, people going, ignore us, you don't know what's bloody on about. And then somebody else going, ignore him, you don't know what he's bloody on about, he's not bloody injured. You know what I mean? And that's the way people are. People speaking sound bites on Twitter. And you're right, it's an absolute toilet. Personally, I love it. Especially just, you know, right, it didn't happen. But... But you know, it's it, it's one of my favourite things, and 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 it, and I'm I'm sorry Laura went through that because I'd have happily had a, you know, I'd have happily enjoyed a debate, but what we got was a load of just vitriolic abuse, which can get in the bin for all I care. But that's what I mean, Fudge. Like, do you not think that had it have been a bloke, there would have just been a bit of abuse that have been, you know, maybe the odd, oh, I'll beat you up. But I think he should have thought with it being a girl, it's not a good thing to do. And everyone's saying, oh, she claims to be a journalist. You know, it's so why it still doesn't excuse that, and it's still it's always going to bring out a knuckle dragger telling her to get back in the kitchen. Always, someone told me once a steward, may I add, at Hillsborough, about ten years ago, told me to go go and do some ironing, and it's like I don't bloody iron. I don't iron. I've never ironed. <laughs> Piss off. <laughs> told me to put your tea. Victoria on a match day. I know. You'll know why. She's literally yeah. just been tweeting us um, for advice on how to boil an egg. Exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it actually happened. <laughs> Not even joking. Exactly. 
exactly. <laughs> so I just think I think he I think there should have been some sort of common sense there in what would have been responded to whoever it was. I mean, we it's, it's interesting because we have obviously James did our first, for the want of a better term, serious interview if you like with um, uh, what's his face the other night, uh, Barry. And we had discussions on Twitter, very nice discussions, uh, sort of 90% of them, um, as an actual debate rather than a, a slanging match, and which I found very interesting. I would have liked to have seen Laura uh, not defend herself as much, but, but actually say, well, well, look, Westwood, yes, you, you have been injured um, for the majority of this season. We She'd already been shot down by like a thousand blokes. Why would she do that? He shafted her. He thrown her to the wolves. But I, 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 he did don't a get bit. me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I, 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 again, ut, utmost respect for Laura. I think she's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful writer. Uh, but there has been because we've been putting obviously videos out on Facebook and of, of Joe Wildsmith's performance because she had a stunning performance in Scotland. I thought, um, and we had a message on there from uh, Bemia Second, a chap called Jack Sandal, who, who actually mentioned we should offload Westwood at the end of the season, cash in basically because with Dawson and with um, with Wildsmith we've got two keepers. I mean, do you guys just as an aside think that's a possibility, or would you rather keep Westwood? <laughs> That's think, absolute yeah. nonsense. Yeah, I, I keep I, did, did we watch the QPR game? Did you see it? Wildsmith was at fault for three and a goals in, inside 15 minutes. I'm not saying he's a poor keeper, but he's got a lot to learn. And, uh, and you know, we've got Nicky Weaver doing a great job in the academy. But, no, that's just insane. You know, <laughs> Kieran is one of the best keepers in this league. I mean, he, he really is. He's right up there. Top three, top four. And a lot of Wednesday fans would argue the best in the league. To bin him out for a child who, can't, who, who just loves his near post, not for Daniel. Not for me, I'm afraid. I think the thing is as well, <laughs> not for Daniel. Oh! <laughs> um, that's, yeah, very good point. And I think as well, you know, these two lads like Dawson and Wildsmith have come up through the academy. They're not going to be on 20 grand a week, are they? They'll be on decent money, but they're not going to be on phenomenal figures so I, I don't see any problem with sending Dawson out on loan and keeping Wildsmith as backup or making Westwood play for his place absolutely fine with me but I think it would be absolutely crazy absolutely insane to get rid of Westwood you think back to the Wembley season and think who got us there and it was Kieran Westwood and Fernando Forestieri like top players then you've got your Bannons and your Hutches and everyone that fell behind but Kieran Westwood was our best player that season by miles I don't disagree. I, I am not disagreeing with the point. I, I think it would have been very... Because like you said, Victoria, that was one chap that, that uh, sort of asked us that question on Facebook. Had Laura asked that question, I think the abuse... That or she, me. Or Victoria, of course, or any lady, I think the abuse that you would have received would have been tenfold, if you like. I just think it's a rather interesting thing. But Laura, keep doing what you're doing. We love you here at the Wednesday Week, and uh, we wouldn't want to see you... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Censor um, yourself due to, to one bad experience. Christ, if people shout at me, I, I know I can't possibly relate, if you like, to that particular situation. Uh, but the abuse I get and some of the, the vile words that are used when describing a fake Twitter character is just horrendous. So I it, uh, absolutely ugh, makes my. To, to borrow a downsbridge phrase, it makes my piss boil. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, right, so other little bit of Wednesday news uh, from this week is there was a, a family fun day, Victoria. Um, I mean, we, all, we love a fun day, don't we? Um, I mean, is this? Do you think this is something that's? Uh, it's nice. Don't get me wrong. I think it's wonderful because they don't really have to do it. The club, do they? It's a, it's a lovely yeah. thing. It's a shame they had to do it after such a awful set of results. But I, I'm sure that none of the kids that were there. Um, and especially, obviously, the, the adults that were playing on the pitch as well. Um, do, do you think they were thinking about that, or was this just something for for us? Um, I think it was it was just for us, really, wasn't it? I don't think anyone else really cared. I think they'd gone with the job. Um, but yeah, it was nice to see. Um, my favourite part of the day was when Sheffield Wednesday tweeted a photo of a video, sorry, of Glenn Lubens joining in with the children <laughs> who were playing. And tweeted, Glenn Lubens has arrived to join in with the youngsters. And I was like, well, isn't that every Saturday afternoon? Eh? Eh? Isn't it? <laughs> Victoria did a funny on the podcast. I know. Well, I'd, already, I'd already tweeted it, though, so it doesn't really count. I don't, um, I don't mind. It was good. I, I enjoyed that. Can I give you my tweet of the week, actually, while I remember? Just yeah, of the fun day. It actually it links back to Owls in the Park, so it's kind of linked. Um, if you go on my Twitter page, at Victoria1867, I finally found the photos I had taken with Ate Nuhu, all of them. <laughs> I, and there's seven pictures that obviously go on over like a minute of time that by the pain and frustration in Ate Nuhu's face went on for at least an hour in his head. Like, it's the longest minute of his life. And I've shared that on Twitter for you all to see. And the pain, honestly, it just gets so much worse. And the final one I've zoomed in on his face. Oh, I just feel sorry for the man. It's ever since that that I got my restraining order, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed these, these photographs thoroughly, Victoria. I mean, uh, privately, we, we put them into a... Um, a gif and we played them out as a, <laughs> yeah. a little movie and it does look incredible like um, Victoria is um, essentially a humping uh, Atty um, and Needs uh, must. if you do look at Victoria's photos as well you'll see a, a young lad in the background that seems very interested in Victoria's um, behind shall we say oh uh, god I'm not even noticing that that's horrible uh, just have a little look uh, there's a, a, a lady well, that's physically possible to carry an arse that big around with you that's what it is like trying to work out the physics of the whole situation i think he was enjoying the drunk in your trunk victoria there was a lady on the telephone as well that seemed incredibly frustrated with yeah. the amount of time it was taking you to um to well, the, go. Thing, the thing is that the story behind that uh photo shoot um was that i was there um, with my ex-boyfriend who was um, also built like a brick shit house like Atty. Um, so he was taking the photographs and it was I didn't want to queue up because I only wanted to meet Atty. So I went over and had a word with my friend who's, uh, who's quite high up at the football club, um, like in a secretarial role, and just asked her if it would please be possible. And she knows my obsession. And she just said to him, Atty, this girl wants a picture of you. And the minute he saw me, like, went, oh, fuck, it's her. But <laughs> <laughs> it got to the point, honestly, since that moment, all I kept telling him, you can't tell on the photographs, all I kept telling him was how much I loved him. And he was my favourite. And I love you. I love you. So every time he posts anything on social media, by the way, I always reply saying I love you. Um, and I've since seen him. I saw him in town. And I was working on a stall when I went for that charity, and he walked past my stall, and I shouted him. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> and I went, Atty! And he turned around, and I just said, oh, shit, and just walked <laughs> on. <laughs> so 
So I think it went well. <laughs> well, I'm sure whatever you did to him at that point, Victoria, has turned into a wonderful footballer since. So, so thank you <laughs> from every Wednesday out there. Whatever you did, keep on doing it, Vic. I think he knows that I'm watching. That's what it is. You know, when he did that thing when he lifted his shirt up and it was written in like uh, wherever he's from, Austria. So, yeah, Russia, whatever. It was written in that. It actually said, Victoria, please leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the other little bit of uh, Wednesday news, uh, again, we, we do have to mention it, if you like, because it is Wednesday news, is that... Um, because it's you. That's the only reason we have to mention it, because it's you presenting. It was a national, it. a national newspaper, Victoria, that uh, uh, young Mr Hurst um, has been courted, apparently, by uh, Manchester United to, to move there in the summer. Now, we know that we're not going to see him. We, we, we've got over that fact now, haven't we? Um, um, we, we know that he's going to go. But uh, obviously, United are a big old club. I mean, do you think that if he was struggling, not so much getting to the team, but with the the ethics and, and the uh, how football works, shall we say, at Sheffield Wednesday Football Club, yeah. do you think United are going to look after him if that's where he ends up moving? I mean, this is all still speculation, of course. I think, and I said it when we first talked about the George Hurst situation and we were talking about his dad being his agent, etc. And I said then, um, which I can prove by listening to past recordings, um, David Hurst has made it quite clear that his biggest regret was not going to Manchester United. He's made that very, very clear in numerous interviews. He was gutted that he wasn't allowed to go to Manchester United. And I think that was the only club that George Hurst... You know, it was it was it could only happen to us, couldn't it? It could be the only club that would ring up and say, We'll give you a job. And obviously his dad's gonna say, Yeah, do it. I never got to leave Wednesday for there. So it, it was just it was written in the stars, it was always gonna happen, he's gonna go to Manchester United. Whether or not, like you said, whether or not he'll flourish, whether or not he'll play, whether or not he'll end up on loan to Rochdale next season, I don't know. But it's gonna happen. We were never gonna keep him. Something went very, very badly wrong. And we need, well, not we, I think we've learnt from this numerous times, <coughs> Vardy, um, <coughs> Cantona, you know, there are so many, <coughs> Cameron Jerome, there are so many people you can do it about. But you know, we've, we've learnt it now, we know what's going to happen. Um, and I think it's this is probably Mr Chancery's learning curve on this whole situation as well, that actually sometimes money doesn't talk in the way that you think it does you know you can be a boss as much as you want but if it, if you don't give in you know, to, no, money does talk basically um but not in the way that chancery thinks it does um there's always someone out there if you're good enough there's always someone going to offer you more money unfortunately for us mere mortals that's not the same in real life you know um i don't see sheffield hallam university ringing me up every week ask, offering me double my salary but one day um but I just think, you know, in football, that's what happens. And I think Mr. Chancery was probably ill-advised over the situation with that. Or, or just maybe he was advised correctly and he still decided to go against it. But I think people didn't think this would happen, um, especially with knocking him out of the team for a year. Um, I think everyone probably thought, yeah, he'll just, you know, fade into insignificance and be begging to play. Well, he's not, is he? he you know, he's not begging because he's... He's got a job at Manchester United by the looks of it, so he's laughing. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 by no means do I wish George Hurst any ill will. I think he's a, a wonderful young talent. I, I, I will follow his career um, with interest, shall we say, uh, wherever he ends up. Um, it, it is an awful shame 
uh, in my opinion. Uh, I, I know there's a lot of people that, that do hold grudges against uh, well, the Hurst family uh, now after all this. Uh, I, I am not one of them. So whatever happens with George Hurst, all the best. And it's just a shame we couldn't do it at Ellsworth. It really, really is. Uh, right, so we do seem to have uh, lost Dan Fudge for the moment, um, so uh, I'm sure he'll probably appear um, later on, as, as he tends to do in his Dan Fudge sort of way, doesn't he? Um, so, uh, uh, do you have any other Wednesday news for this week, Victoria? Um, no, I don't think I do, actually. I don't uh, it's been a bit of a slow one this yeah. week, hasn't it? Uh, so, we'll, we'll crack on with the, the Hull preview, shall we? Um, yes. Hull have been going really rather well just recently uh, last four games they uh, drew with Villa they drew with Wolves who have been just outstanding this season they absolutely humped QPR 4-0 um, <laughs> and then they utterly destroyed Burton 5-0 um, as well they are on fire at the minute and they are somewhat of a, a nemesis of ours shall we say um, due to, to recent events I'm not looking forward to this week, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, yeah, I might just, no, I might just go to Iceland. I need to go to Iceland. I might just go at three o'clock tomorrow. Um, I just, yeah, can't, can't be bothered. Um, season's done, isn't it? That's the thing. The season, although, is it? I mean, is it? We could go down. We could still go down. Um, but I think season's done. It's, you know, it's all gone to cock. And I just, well, I don't know. I might sit and... Uh, not watch it obviously because that would be illegal i might sit and listen to it on the wireless um and see what happens but yeah i think i'll probably get some ironing done or whatever like that <laughs> <I don't laughs> told you to yeah i might mop the floors or you know i mean I, again i mean the, 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 the kc is a just a depressingly awful place to go anyway so yeah. only wednesday night that's going to make that journey you have again my utmost respect it is just oh an awful place to be um, and especially, I mean, there's also reports that obviously Atty's taking a knock with his ankle, Zhao's taking yeah. a knock as well. Yeah, so Atty's not playing, is he? It doesn't look that way. Um, well, I think he needs a rest. Like I said, I think he's he's done enough. He's carried 10 men on his back for last month or so now. And I think give the guy a break, you know. It's quite an interesting little bait, the, the Atty one, actually, especially at the minute, because obviously we know about the contract negotiations that, uh, that, that are going to go off. There's a lot of people, especially in recent months, saying that, that he should get a contract in front of him. I'm one of them, because I, I think yep. if, we, if we don't put a contract in front of him, I know it's a bit odd for this discussion. Manchester United will. <laughs> exactly, absolutely. But to, for, for you and I to be debating this particular topic, it's, yeah. it's kind of a one-sided debate. We'd give him 100 grand a week if we could, wouldn't we? Absolutely, absolutely. He could he'd take my firstborn, by all means, if he <laughs> says at Sheffield Winter Football Club. Um, but there are still people, and, and uh, I've been debating this today on, on the social medias, that, that want Atty to go. And I, I, right Ridiculous. now... Right now, he is, I believe, uh, joint top scorer with Hooper. He's, he's actually played less minutes than Hooper this season and scored more goals. Uh, and and also, how many assists? Exactly. And with his knock-ons and things, he, he's, he's sort of leading that assist table as well. Um, I, I I, can't see any other way than Atty at the minute. I really, really can't. Uh, the only way is Atty. Six goals in the last five games. Yep. Yes, I understand that that's sort of more than scold in the previous 90 games <laughs> but uh, he's played I, more minutes than he's played in the previous 90 games as well absolutely, absolutely and when you've got a striker in form like this you can't just poo-poo it can you surely no of course you can't no he 100 
at least give him a year's deal, a year's rolling deal. But to be honest, I think if you offered him a year's deal, I think he might get offered a longer term deal elsewhere. And therefore, you're again going to come up against it. Um, I don't think, I think he's young enough to probably not own property here or whatever. So he could just up and move. Um, so I think I think we need to be clever about this. I think we need to put an offer on the table that's right. Um, Jos said in one of his interviews that he's absolutely crucial to the team, is important for next season. There's no way he won't be getting a new offer. Um, so I think if that's the case, then we need to make the right offer. Um, because I think you've only got to look back at the Fernando situation, you know, when we brought in Fletcher and whatever else. I think, you know, don't be unfair on the lad. He's he's more than proved himself don't mug him off because someone else will pay better money and give him a better deal um he, you know we've got strikers coming out of our ears but we've only just started scoring so why not keep the lad who can score absolutely i mean i, I believe um as I, I saw something i'm sort of whizzing through my uh, my social media bits and bobs now but I, i'm sure i saw something tweeted from uh, one of the the betting accounts or something that um Atty and Zhao at the moment are the uh, uh, the, the best partnership um, in in British football right now. One hundred percent. Absolutely, in the last sort of five or six games or something ridiculous like that, which is just brilliant. So yeah, even if he ends up being a squad player, which judging on his current form, I don't think he would do. But right now, I think he'd have trouble with anybody shifting from the team. I really, really do. And yeah. I've said it before, my lord, and I know it sounds like I'm taking the piss whenever I say it, but I honestly could see him getting a move to the Premier League. <clears throat> Not being a first-team player, don't get me wrong, like you said, a squad player, but I think he could make a real difference in a top, in a higher league because I think you look at the teams that we've played and when he's shit up defences the most and there have been teams that have come down or that have been there and thereabouts and got good defences and we, he's absolutely thrown them. Now, a player like him in the Premier League, yeah, all right, he's got no, he's got no pace, bless him, but he's got these little tricks and he's got the height and the strength. He can hold a ball up off like four men hanging round him. You know, one hanging off his ear, one off his shoulder. It's just, there's no question, is there? And I honestly, I would take a punt on him if I was in the Premier League. So my dad's famous saying, if I was Everton, I'd take a punt on him. Doesn't really work at the moment. Um, but if I was someone like lower league Premier League team, I would offer him a deal and I'd give him the chance to play in the Premier League. And I think you could offer him half the money. And I think Atty is the kind of person that would want to play in the Premier League and would go for half the money. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. And it's... it's... I mean, the one sort of shining light, I, I don't know if you saw this, Victoria, but um, uh, uh, Joe Cran um, sent out a little tweet with, with Atty. Well, um, Joe Cran. <laughs> with Atty doing sort of a, a backwards nutmeg on a player on the QPR game, which was the one shining light from that game. Yes, I saw that, yes. Uh, and it's just, I mean, the, the, the confidence to, to do that when you're getting absolutely trounced, I just think he's, he's brilliant. I love Atty so, so much. And, and again, for those that don't, just watch the football, please watch watch him when he's playing football, especially when he's not on the ball, because I, I think he's just an absolute bloody genius. Um, as some of the tweets we've been putting out this week um, show. Um, <laughs> right then, Victoria, that's going to bring us uh, to an end for this week's show. Uh, do you have any little bits for this evening, my darling? Um, yes, I do actually. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, holding so, bits. Hold on, <laughs> don't hold my bits. Um, <laughs> Someone asked me to retweet something earlier, so I did. Unless this is your little bit. No, no. Um, hold on. Where is it? Oh, I thought I'd retweeted it. Maybe I didn't. <laughs> Maybe I've not even retweeted it. Hold on. 
Right. Uh, Jason Dickinson, who is the almanac on Twitter, um, he wrote that book that I'm in. You know that uh, Wednesday yeah. fans book? Yeah, I'm in that. I'm in that. Uh, I'm in if that you want to buy it, yeah. It's the 150th anniversary book. There's one that's uh, 150th for Wednesday. And then there's one that's got me in it. Uh, so you should, one, buy that. And then two, he's actually trying to raise some money um, to buy a granite headstone for a Sheffield Wednesday super fan called Tom Wharton. Um, so if you have a look on my Twitter, I'm going to retweet that now. Um, and he's just trying to raise some money. I don't really know a lot about the story. Uh, I probably should have researched this. Um, and so far they've raised £560. It's basically a guy who followed Sheffield Wednesday all over the country and uh, in like the olden days, so it's very good. Um, but yeah, he needs a headstone, so I've retweeted that. So please buy him a headstone. Absolutely. No, I have seen that over there on Twitter as well, and I believe it has been already been retweeted from the TWW cast account as well, so please do have a little look over there as well. Um, I actually have a little bit for this week, Victoria, which is very unusual, actually, but I would like to... Get your bits out! <laughs> I shall uh, unload my lordy bits. Um, I would just like to say a bit of a thank you to, to, to Radio Sheffield. Uh, uh, Jenny Ellis over there on Radio Sheffield. There was a, a little feature on podcasts oh my on God, yeah. um, Radio Sheffield uh, this morning. On the Toby Foster show this morning, and one of the little sort of uh, featurettes, if you like, was uh, the Wednesday Week intro. So, uh, just a little bit of a thank you, really, for uh, for, 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 for plugging us. And if you are a, uh, a radio professional that has nothing to do with the Wednesday Week football podcast thing, uh, um, it's, 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 it's a shame that we don't have. Wouldn't it be great if we had somebody who was a director of programming for a local <laughs> radio station group who could promote our podcast? Wouldn't that be wonderful, eh? <laughs> wouldn't it? But we don't, do we? Do we, eh? Uh. Also, uh, one thing that I have forgot to mention over the last few weeks, uh, you can actually now hear the Wednesday Week podcast uh, on the uh, the proper sports um, network as well. So uh, we are over there on um, their podcasting network, and we also get played out uh, live um, once a week as well, which is, seems terribly precarious, if you ask me. Uh, it's a good job that it's not live live, though, isn't it? Because we've had all sorts gone tonight, haven't we? I've spoiled my eggs. It's, it's, it's just, not my fault. Know, oh, put yeah, it back. Even all, yeah. Back. My fault. It's not my fault. My <laughs> apologies, folks. I'm sorry about that. I, had a, I needed quite a, a vigorous wee. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Didn't miss out. So we're glad you said wee. <laughs> we've heard about you taking Victoria, well, being rather rough yeah. from behind. Rough from behind. <laughs> Yeah. You'll have to uh, listen back to that one, Fudge. Yeah, be, uh, well, I'm on it, so I'll probably listen to this one. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. So, uh, Fudgy, old boy, if people do want to find you over there on the Twitter each, where can we do that? Um, I'm at Dan Fudge on the on the, the Twitter RT. Uh, give me a shout on there. You know, just call me a Ben, like most of you normally do, and uh, and turn up for an odd gag. I'm, Get your uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always doing my ironing. <laughs> And if you'd like to um, be lovely to Victoria, then please do so. And where can we be lovely to Victoria and not be rough from behind? <laughs> well, either way, you can find me on Twitter at Victoria1867, that is 1867. Of course, get on to me over there on the Twitter, it's at Ward that's L0RD underscore. Get on the, uh, the, the podcast on TWWcast. Please do have a little look at our Facebook page. If you are a Facebook type person, um, then have a little look over there. Oh, as well. I've remembered a little bit. Oh, Victoria's remembered a little bit, everybody. <laughs> a little bit classy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you go to www. 
www.teemill.co.uk. You can buy an Eat, Sleep, Dave, Repeat t-shirt. <gasps> yes, I saw somebody had one of these and uh, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, they're organic cotton, Dan Fudge. They are organic cotton. Oh, he's gone. Oh, gone. He's gone. He's gone. Fudge. He's had enough. <laughs> Clearly yeah. not a fan of organic cotton. That's not what I mean. <laughs> uh, can you hear me now? Um, <laughs> but no, no, go and buy a t-shirt and uh, it'll help us put the podcast on next year, basically. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, obviously, we'll get those all retweeted as well. Uh, do have a little look at the Facebook. We are trying to um, get a bit more going over there as well. And we are trying to get a bit more going over there on the um, uh, the Instagram as well, which is, is all new to me. So bear with us while we're doing it, please. Uh, I, and yes, Instagram. Uh, I don't know how you're doing this. In I'm sorry to cut in here, but we're not right. up so we're fine. Um, I don't understand it right. I only follow loads of housewives with really nice houses that are like grey and silver. I even bought a bed, right, that hardly even fits in my bedroom just because Mrs. Rackley Home on Instagram had one. Um, and then I follow Wednesday players and people who are doing Slimming World. So I don't really understand it. Uh, but I like to see what we put out there. I think it's great. Well done, you. Oh, well, to be honest, um, a lot of what we put out there is what we put on the Twitters and the Facebooks as well. Um, but yes, if you are those sorts of people, then by all means, uh, have a little look over there as well. And you'll be able to see all our bits and bobs over there too. Uh, I was saying as well, a big, big thank you to um, uh, to, to Proper Sports for uh, for approaching us and uh, allowing us to, to have some of their space as well. Uh, we've sort of been croaching onto the West Yorkshire territory a bit there. So uh, we're sort of flying the flag out there as well. Uh, Victoria, my darling, it has been a pleasure as always. Um, thank you, thank you. for joining us. Um, be good, be safe, and we shall see you real soon. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hold up. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.